When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely um, incredible to be with you guys on this football Sunday. We got a lot to talk about. I've been out of town a little bit, but man, we are back. This is episode number 805. Um, we have spent some time together and I'm very, very thankful. So, um, what we're going to be doing today is, man, let's do a free agency roundup. Let's go through, let's piece together the people that you've gained, the people that you've kept and the people that you've lost. And as always, we'll be, uh, getting to your questions here. I am flying solo today. So love all the hashtag CCs for the countdown crew. We are live on Instagram as well. Just $40 rush podcast. Um, and if you do have a question, go ahead and make sure you tag me in the chat at John Chapman so that I can see it and we can figure this out. We can go through this and just have a fun conversation because the 49ers, you know, every single since the salary cap era. Teams change dramatically during this time period, and it's it's built in a way to create parity. If you are a great football team and you draft and develop great con- uh, players like the 49ers have, um, you do have to go through a lot of turmoil. That's just the way that it goes. What's up, Eric? How you doing, man? Love all the hashtag CCs we got sent in here. A lot of great people here. I love it. Uh, what's up, Dan? So uh, let's go through, and I want to bracket this conversation. We're going to spend a lot of time on the individual players, especially the ones that the 49ers gained. Um, but I had a question from Philip L. on Patreon, who's great supporter, love this dude. Um, he said, hey, John, the 40 hours just restructured Fred Warner and Mooney Ward to create 20 million cap space. I understand the idea that the salary crap grows every year, but is adding all of these void years sustainable? Ugh, that's the issue. This is new territory. And the idea is very, very simple. You borrow from the future to help the present. You spread out these cap hits and... You know, my general rule for any restructure is will this player be contributing for your team for three solid years? If the answer is yes, then I think that that is a healthy option. Um, The void year does complicate it. And I don't mind it as long as they're not stacked, right? So like this year was a void year for Jimmy Ward. So the 49ers will be paying for Jimmy Ward. It's a small amount, even though he's not playing for us. Trent Williams is going to have some void years. Now Fred Warner. Now and you just keep adding these. But the whole idea is this. The 49ers are trying to, and again, you know, as, as we talk about these players individually, I think it's important to understand the 49ers are trying to build a sustainable machine of being a contender. 
They're not the push all the chips in and all that stuff. That's not what they're doing, and that's not what they're going to do. It is a constant balance of, okay, let's bring in playmakers and free agency, whether that's Charvarius Ward last year, Javon Hargrave this year, right? That's imperative. But this team builds through the draft, even if you don't have first and second round picks. Look at what they did last year. This red shirt philosophy where we will bring in cheap, sustainable options to replace departing veteran players. More cost, you know, <laughs> cost uh, friendly, perhaps, you know, rookie deals, which are important. You just lost Mike McGlinchey, right? He's gone. What They didn't bring in a huge right tackle, but you've got a lot of bodies that you like at that position. Jalen Moore, Colton McKibbins, who I think would win that job now. Plus, you could draft somebody. Um, those options are there. Those options are there. You lose Daniel Brunskill, who backs up everywhere, but you have Nick Sakel and Jason Poe stepping in from last year. So it's this constant, I don't know, teetering between pushing all in and borrowing from the future and having something sustainable. And I think the 49ers are doing a pretty good job. Now, one of the issues that we currently have is – you get these contracts that get you know announced, so-and-so signed, uh, Javon Hargrave, four-year, $84 million deal. Well, then you wait for all the cap hits, which we we detailed some of those. Nick Wagner put these out. You know He's only got a $6.6 million cap hit this year. That's very, very low. So you have to look at what that is. Now, he's got a void year, Javon Hargrave, in 2027 for $7 million. That's a big hit. That's a big hit. Um, that's a big hit. That's a big hit. Right here, um, Samra, what's up, man? Thank you so much for the contribution in the Super Chat on YouTube. He says, could the 49ers trade up for a right tackle? Good options. Yes, there are. Uh, Break Freeland is the hot name across NFL circles, not just Niners Twitter. But, all I mean, he's, he's, he's the new athletic prototype who I really, really, really like. And so there's going to be quite a few options, uh, no doubt about it. Whenever you look at, you know, offensive tackles, and I would have absolutely no problem if that's going to be the case. You know, Matthew Bergeron of Syracuse, who the 49ers have met with, I like him a lot. He's a second to third round guy. If he falls to that kind of 77 spot, which always got circled, um, Niners are picking 99. So, you know, if we look at just, the, the picks themselves, I got those flashing on the screen now. Uh, the 49ers got 99, pick number 101, pick number 102. Those are the first three picks. So do you roll the dice and wait like they did last year and not trade up and you know take whoever falls? Or do you jump up and get somebody like a Jalen Duncan out of Maryland, uh, right tackle, who I like a lot. Blake, Free Blake Freeland at BYU would be the choice. But... Is that going to be the option? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that going to be there? Now, I do have to let everybody know that, one, the best way to support this show is Patreon. But we put up a lot of content this past week, even though I was out of town. Um, we put up several different, I think we had six different breakdowns on Patreon. We did two Javon Hargrave film breakdowns. Um, we did four draft breakdowns as well as so we're starting to get in that. We did safety, Jamie Robinson out of Florida State, tight end Davis Alice, uh, Allen out of Clemson, edge Isaiah McGuire, um, out of Missouri and offensive tackle Richard Garage, um, all who 
who the 49ers kind of met with. I don't think they met with Garage yet, but I think that they were fit. So we're just going through, and I'm just going to be throwing film up like crazy. Now we got a free seven-day trial up. Go check it out. 49ers Patreon, uh, close to 400 people over there supporting us. That feeds the family. So thank you to those that uh, allow us to do this. But second to none content that we've, I think we have over 750 videos up as soon as you sign up. Uh, the, the goal was to put too much content up there. Um, and I think we are achieving that, which is a lot of fun. Now let's go to Javon Hargrave. Um, we did a full episode on him, so I don't want to spend a lot of time there, but man, after breaking down two full tapes of Javon Hargrave, the couple things that I want to say and I'll tell you what, here's just a really quick clip. It's 40 seconds. Um, so this this was my number one takeaway from Javon Hargrave and what he's going to be able to do for the 49ers is how he's going to help his D-line teammates. Right here, we're in the fourth quarter here. Let's see if he keeps his steam up, his energy level. Again, they're going to attribute two guys to him. If you want to know what teams think of Javon Hargrave, the fact that you are leaving Hassan Reddick one-on-one Fletcher Cox one-on-one, and I think that's Brandon Graham one-on-one, but you're doubling this guy. That's all you need to know. That's the respect that other teams are giving this guy repeatedly in pass pro. You double me, go ahead. My other cats are going to be one-on-one. It was always Bosa or Armstead getting the double team. Now you're just adding that extra guy. Who are you going to account for? It's it, – it, and – you know, it was a constant thing. We did two full game tapes, right, of Javon Hargrave. We're not done. Um, we're going to be doing Darnold, Isaiah Oliver, Cleveland Farrell, guys we're about to start talking about. Uh, all breakdowns going to be up on Patreon. Full game tapes, not highlights. Highlights are beautiful, and they get me excited. I watch highlights as well. But, again, it's draft season, so I got to bust it out, man. Um, highlights is like reading a dating profile set up by the person themselves. Game tape is like interviewing the ex of the person that you're about to start dating where you get to know all the good and all the bad. And the game tape for Javon Hargrave was amazing. Uh, the one negative I could find, he's a slow starter. Uh, he's not at his best the first or second drive. He is always at his best the third and fourth quarter. He's just He just ramps up, ramps up, ramps up. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million members. It's the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. You just pick more or less on two or more players, and you get a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. It's got quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types that makes Prize Picks the number one fantasy sports app. I made my first $10 deposit and received an instant $10 bonus. If you have the skills, you play for a shot of turning your $10 all the way into $1,000. Here's what's great, too. It's available in over 30 states, including California, Texas, and Georgia. So all you got to do, especially during playoff basketball time, you just pick two players, Anthony Edwards for more or less than 29 points. You got Luca more or less than 32 points. However you see it, you just pick two, and you can get paid. So download the app today and use 49ers for a first deposit match above of up to $100. Again, download Prize Picks today. Use code 49ERS for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Um, and, you know, a couple things that jumped out on tape to me, how often he's double teamed. Is it possible? Is it possible Nick Bosa could be better than he was last year? Because he doesn't have to play against all of those stinking uh, double teams. That would be exciting. That would be so exciting. And imagine Javon Hargrave gets pressure up the middle, quarterback tries to sweep out, and then Bosa's there waiting for him. So uh, I, I'm really, really excited about that. Um JM says Armstead will have to pull his weight. Man, you go watch. I don't know, man. I think Armstead showed up pretty big. Stat-wise, no. But you look at like when the uh, NFL put out the top plays, like the top 10 plays um, for the 49ers' entire season, two of those defensive plays, which I think there were only three diff- defensive plays on the whole thing, but two of those defensive plays were because of Armstead, hitting the quarterback, forcing an interception. Um, but, yeah, Armstead, he's been amazing. Uh, one of the NFL Ironmen, it sucks that he finally missed games. I think he's missed five games in five years, which is impressive. But, yeah, I, I think Javon Hargrave's going to help out a lot of people. And Armstead's one of them, JM. I'm with you. Um, and, yeah, his, his cap hit is huge this year. So I think that's important as well. But uh, I'm pretty excited to see this this defense. It's going to be fun. Crazy Juice says, what's up, John? Good to be with you, Crazy Juice. Love this stuff. Um, let's see. Aaron says slow starter considering our history with the first defensive series. Uh, he fits right in. Oh my gosh. Uh, you, you, it, it's funny because it hurts. <laughs> it's true, man. It's very, very true. Uh, what's up, Melissa? Always great to see you. Love it. Nick, the Godfather is in the house. Thank you for your generosity. He says, John, do you think we're done signing players? And if so, what's the top two needs you see us getting in the draft? Can't wait for this season. Let's go, man. Nick, uh, great to be with you always, even if virtually. I uh, can't wait to hang out again, my friend, uh, for this season. Uh, Nicholas, he's one of like the chief paramount 
49ers rush road trip guys that just helps keep my sanity level uh, where it is. So thank you, Nick, for all you do for the 49ers rush everything. Uh, dude's family. He's awesome. So I don't think we're done signing uh, people. I was texting with Coach Cruz this morning. I fully expect one or two more solid contributing starters um, that are going to compete for starting jobs, like an edge and a right tackle. I think that you do sign somebody at those spots, but not for big-time money. I'm talking about expiring older veteran players that are looking for like a one-year deal. Somebody like a Robert Quinn, get him in here for three to four million. I know he wants way more than that, but somebody that wants a ring, right? Uh, guys like that, Leonard Floyd, there, there's lots of edge options out there. And then right tackle, somebody like a George Fan, who I don't really like a lot, but I think that those two spots, number one spot's edge. Edge is the biggest need for us. So whether we're talking drafted free agency, I say yes. Edge is everything. Tight end, that's pretty big too. Because as of now, you've got Charlie Warner and you've got George Kittle, but you need more. You you need more Dwelly. Croft was all right. I know everybody wants to talk about the last play um, where Brock Purdy got hurt. That was a terrible play. And yeah, he was terrible on that play. But... Overall, I thought that he had a decent year. He's average. It's hard to get. Tight end is probably the most difficult transition of any play, any position from from draft to NFL. It's the hardest because you have to know all the blocking assignments. You have to know all the passing routes. You got to do it all. There's a reason why if you're a fantasy football player, rookie tight ends never pay it out. Uh, they almost never pay it out. So it's one of the hardest positions. Most teams don't have one good tight end. Getting two tight ends, that's a whole nother issue. It, it's it's almost impossible. Even you look at the Patriots paying Jonu Smith all that money. Didn't work out. They just traded him for a seventh-round pick. Um, it's difficult. So, yeah, tight end, I think you keep swinging there. Um, edge number one, though. Edge number one, tight end, that would probably be number two. Um, after that, safety. Just because I know you brought back Tayshawn Gibson, but that's a one-year deal. He almost retired this year. And almost back to 2021, when you signed Chikwaski Tart to a one-year deal, but then you also drafted Talano Hufunga, right? That that was a perfect seamless transition that the 49ers, you know, I, I'm just going to love that. I, I'm, I'm just going to love I, I, I think that's, it's going to happen. You got 11 picks, right? Go back to these picks and, and where... Edge is good. You're going to get at least one edge player in the third round. You got three picks there, assuming we don't trade up. Then tight ends, you're talking fifth, seventh round, right? That's just where that position probably will be. But I will say this. Go off on a little tangent here. This is the best tight end class I have ever graded, and it's not close. I mean, they are amazing. Now, do I want to trade up for a tight end? Ah, That's rough for me because... We have Kittle, and I know the 49ers do a lot of 12 personnel, right? It means one running back and two tight ends, right? So running back numbers first, 12 personnel, 22 personnel, two running backs, two tight ends, uh, all those things. So we have two tight ends out there a decent amount, much more than other teams, but still not a lot. Uh, maybe, maybe 20 plays a game. So do you want to trade up for a guy that ceiling is 20 plays a game? That's rough for me especially at a non-premium position. However, the 49ers have met with Sam Laporta out of Iowa, the tight end, who's a lot of fun. 
Um, and they've met with them. They would have to trade up to get him. He's a second-round guy, maybe third round, but there's just so many studs that even if you wait, Josh Wiley out of Cincinnati, he's a fourth-round, fifth-round guy. Britton Strange out of Penn State, um, again, fourth- to sixth-round guy. My comp pick for him was Charlie Warner. He fits what the 49ers do. And Davis Allen, who we just did a full breakdown on him, Clemson, fit the six-round guy. Really, really like him. Um, Dallas Clark was my kind of athletic comp for him. So, again, just trying to give – the reason why we do these breakdowns and all this stuff is we want to provide texture and color on these players to bring them to life so that you understand who they are. And, man, is this a 49ers fit or is it not? Well, we tell you straight up in our draft book, right? So we put out our draft book. Um, it's available for every single Patreon member. As soon as you sign up, it's it's up on our Patreon right now, our first version, 297 player profiles. I mean, good gosh, uh, we've got a lot. So if you want to know what their athletic comp, play style comp, expected draft position, PFS scores, stats, background, have the 49ers met with them, we got you. Um, this is our eighth edition. We've done eight of these bad boys, which is awesome. And they just keep keep getting better and better. Um, and our team is, is expanding. Uh, shoot, I was texting with Brian Carter last night. Uh, he's breaking down Michigan film. And we're just getting as much in there as we can. So shout out to Brian White, Brian Carter, uh, Josh, uh, the whole team just crushing it over there. Now, all right, let's back down. I got a little off there. Sorry about that. Let's talk these players. Javon Hargrave, I love. There's a full episode that I did. If you missed that one, you can go check that one out. Let's talk about guys we have not addressed together. Uh, again, I was skiing. Uh, old coaching buddy flew in from out of town from Texas, and we we uh, we had a good time up at Mammoth. Best snow I've ever been around in my life. It was incredible. Isaiah Oliver. Shout out to my man, Jake. Uh, good old Jake. He called this when we were hanging out having a beer. Um Dude's fun, and the 49ers liked him back in the day. Colorado guy, right? He was drafted way back in 2018, and the Niners met with him back then. He's out of Colorado, same place as Keller Witherspoon. They were, you know, teammates. Six foot 201, and kind of my summary on him, again, I'm going to be doing an extra breakdown on him. I've done some film work on him. Long and aggressive. That's just kind of his thing. Six foot but, man, listen to his wingspan. 80-inch wingspan, 96 percentile of corners. Arms, 33-and-a-half-inch arm, 96% of corners. And a 4.540, which is great for a nickel. Now, he's 26. He was drafted number 58th overall in 2018 to the Falcons. Uh, played there for five years. 62 games showed up. He's 26 years old. 38 starts. Now, this is where I get a little, not upset, but starts don't really work with nickels because what determines if you're starters is if you're out there on the first defensive player of the game, which a lot of times you're not because that's determined by the personnel. Again, if a team comes out in 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends, you're not going to have your slot guy out there. Think about Jimmy Ward last year. Think about K1 Williams the year before. So 62 games played, but the 38 starts, that's a little bit of a misnomer. So don't, don't get caught up on that. Now, he played his first two and a half years as an outside corner, versatility. He came into the league as an outside corner, was all right, kind of got passed on the depth chart. And one of the things that he's best at is playing against the run. And so moving him to the nickel and into the box, you're fine with. He was the sixth highest rated corner from pro football focus against the run. He loves a tackle. 
he's pretty damn good. He had 153 solo tackles in his career. Like, he gets up seven tackle for losses. Like, he will get up there. Three forced fumbles. But he switched two and a half years ago to nickel. And I think it's probably a better spot for him. Um, especially in today's NFL, that's really, really difficult. Now, he's had two injuries, one major one. He tore his ACL two years ago, okay? And it took him the first five games. He missed the first five games of 2021. We're talking about Isaiah Oliver, the new nickel corner for the 49ers. Um, and, you know, whenever he came in, he missed – the 49ers were first game, and he picked off Jimmy Garoppolo. We lost that game against the Falcons. Uh, we were there. Nick was there. We were sitting next to each other. Had a good time. Um, he played 426 snaps last year. To put that into perspective, Jimmy Ward played 689. Um, so that kind of fits. He missed the first five games, played the rest. Um, he had an ankle injury his freshman – or his rookie year missed two games. That's about it. He's been very healthy. Now, his best year in coverage was this year. So you're talking about somebody that's an ascending player. Uh, no touchdowns allowed all year. Five pass breakups. 72.4 NFL passer rating when targeted, which is really, really good. So I like this kid. Um, it's funny. One of my favorite things to do with the draft book is, one, just, again, like I said, bringing life to these players and kind of helping differentiate all these different positions and whatever else. You do 290-plus of them. It, it kind of gets bottlenecked, right? But because we've been doing these draft write-ups for so long, I went back and I found my draft write-up of Oliver um, back in 2018. This was before one snap in the NFL before the draft. Um, I said this is what I – and I was wrong on some of these things. Here we go. This was his film in Colorado. Um, I said long coveted body type of an outside corner. Now, he was one of the guys that was listed at like 6'3", came in at six foot, um, but whatever. Um He's at his best in press, man. He's not good at off coverage, which is interesting. A big reason why he got moved to nickel. That's why. Um, you Nickel plays a lot more man-to-man, -man, a lot more, even in the 49ers scheme. Um, he'll have to improve his footwork. Um, if not, he's just going to have to play press man and nothing else. Um, outside of that, he likes to tackle, um, but not consistently. I, I feel like he upgraded that. In his film, and since he got to the NFL, big time. I, I really, really like that. Closes on the ball very, very well. Uh, always in phase. Does best, except for when he's in off coverage. I think that's important. And my player comparison was Kyle Fuller with worse feet. So there we go. And for those keeping track at home, all Colorado honors as a freshman at the University of Colorado. It's a big deal for these 49ers. Um, they, they love, absolutely love, Guys with high academic um, prowess, and this kid has it as well. So, Shot J, thank you so much, man. He says, like, subscribe, Patreon. Oh, Shot J got the guitar out in the new avatar. I love it, man. Kenneth, always good to see you, man. I love the community. This is awesome. This is awesome. Everybody's talking and having their own thing. I love it. I love it. So, I really do like Isaiah Oliver. He he fits. You know, I've, I've said this over and over and over again. The 49ers like defensive backs that are six foot, 200 pounds. That's their type. Oliver, six foot, 201 pounds. Like they have a type and they go after that type. And that's what Oliver is. Um, I do think that he will probably be the starter. I think Samuel Womack will have to compete um, for one of those spots. But now you have four solid corners. You have four solid corners. If you want to throw in Ambry Thomas, that's five. That's cool. 
Um, and you've got some guys in the wings. I, I cannot say enough about Quantrez Knight. I'm very excited. I think that he's going to be on the active roster. I think him currently, um, Quantrez Knight and Ambry Thomas going to be fighting for that last spot, um, that fifth corner spot. So we'll see there. Tyler, thank you so much for the super chat, man. This is awesome. He says, John, I have a question. What do you think of us putting, uh, possibly getting Justin Houston at the edge? I love that. Uh, I really want a long tooth veteran guy to come in at the edge spot. And I really do think that there's quite a few guys out there um, that kind of fit that entire, you know, kind of what, like, here's what I'll say. You've got youth. Uh, you've got a lot of youth again on just on the edge and the defensive line, uh, just kind of all together. But what I want is I want to go get some of those guys that have done it before and can just be pad pass rush specialists. Uh, again, just these are available free agent guys that I would love to get. Now, price is everything. Bud Dupree, he's thirty. Leonard Floyd, thirty. Frank Clark, twenty nine. I sure as hell don't want that dude anywhere around my team. Robert Quinn, thirty two. If I could have any edge and I could pick my guy, it'd be Yannick Ngakwe, who's 27, but he's going to be pricey. He's going to be really, really pricey. So uh, th there's guys, Marcus Golden, right? Like there's a lot of guys out there that I would, Justin Houston's 34, uh, Carlos Dunlap's 34, Dante Fowler's 28. There are a lot of guys. So I would love Justin Houston. I I, I mean, he just, he just goes out. Like here's, <laughs> let, let me pull up his, his uh, stat sheet because he's hilarious to me. He's played in the league for 11 years, right? Um, out of Georgia. But the dude has never gotten less than four sacks. Uh, last year, nine and a half sacks. Year before, four and a half. Year before, eight, 11, nine, nine and a half. Like, dude just gets sacks. And, you know, he doesn't, and he plays. He doesn't get injured. He just does his job. And so, I, I, Tyler, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I'd love to get a guy like that. It's the problem is you got to get somebody that's willing to come in on a cheap incentive based deal that wants to win a ring and will be a rotational guy. And coming to California for free agents, it's kind of a bigger deal just because of the taxes. Um, you know, a lot of players have been talking about that lately, and that's a big deal. But you want to win that ring, this is a place to go to. Big Papa says, I'm not counting Womack out ever. I love Samuel Womack. I love Samuel Womack, and I'll be honest. When I saw that the 49ers got Isaiah Oliver, I was happy because I, I love the competition, but part of me was like, oh, no. Like, Womack might not start, <laughs> but if he can't get it, if he can't get it, then, you know, it, it's what it is. So it made the best man win. I, I love competition at every position, and, and that's what I want. That's what I want. Now let's talk about the quarterback. Let's talk about Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, good old syndrome himself uh, from the Incredibles. Got a one-year, $4.5 million deal with a lot of incentives. This cat can make up to $11 million if he gets all the playing time and wins games and playoffs and all that stuff. The thing that was most interesting to me about Sam Darnold, and again, let me just be very, very clear. I see this signing as a quarterback three with quarterback two possibility early. Just in case Brock doesn't come back in time, he would be the clear backup. But they signed Sam Darnold early, which makes me think they targeted this guy when so many other quarterbacks were still out there. You know, Brissett, uh, you know, 
Bridgewater, whatever. You, you go all, so many other, Minshew, whatever. It doesn't matter. They went after Darnold day one. Day one. And I, I think it just makes so much sense on both sides because you got to get somebody that wants to be a quarterback three is okay with it. Sam Darnold is 20, I think he's, what is he, 26? I think he's 26 years old. No, he's 25, sorry. He's young. Now he's played a lot. He's played a whole lot. Um, and so it, it's it's interesting. He's 25 of 56 games played. And I got to say, shout out to my man, Clayton. Uh, the producer has arrived, so we are good. He's going to be handling all your questions. Get your questions in. Clayton's going to be running this bad boy. So, you know, my thing about Sam Darnold that I keep going back to is maybe his best football, he just got through playing his best football of his career. The last six games for the Panthers went four and two. They were three and eight before he stepped in and traded away CMC. He went four and two with the Panthers. Uh, seven touchdowns, three interceptions, 92.6 passer rating this past year. Um, Steve Wilkes was there. CMC was there. So those guys signed off on it. And I don't know, man. I, I really do like this signing. I really, really do. Now, for the people out there that are screaming at the top of their lungs, oh, he's got to, you know, this is competition for Trey Lance. One, I want competition everywhere. Okay, I, I want the best of the best at every position across the board, but with the salary cap, it's almost impossible to do. If you think that Sam Darnold's going to be getting quarterback one reps in training camp, I just do not see that. Now, what happens in every single training camp is quarterbacks rotate and you give some quarterbacks time off because you want to see what people look like in the ones, but they're not splitting one reps. That's not it at all. Um, uh, Fogey, 49ers Fogey says Darnold's, uh, fits the mold, decent insurance policy, very decent insurance policy. And again, you're banking on Brock being back the last week of August, right? And if I put the the time period up there, um, you know, again, if you're looking at Brock Purdy, the based on the six-month timeline, you're talking the fourth week in August is whenever he can be cleared to throw the ball if everything goes well. He starts throwing motion three butts, but six months is whenever he should be cleared to go if all goes well. Season starts a week after that, guys. So you've got to move forward. You hope for the best, you prepare for the worst, and I think that's what this is. I think that's what that is. Tommy, look at him coming out here throwing shots. I got my Longhorn shorts on. Um, he says, congrats on the short horns. Tommy does not like the Longhorns. Hook them, baby. Uh, got that dub yesterday. Sweet 16. Going to keep grinding. Going to keep grinding. Um, but I like Darnold. Goodness. If he's going to get playing time and if he balls out, that would be awesome. For him and for the 49ers and for his career, this is not a long-term stay for Sam Darnold. I, I just don't see that with Brock. I don't see it with Trey. Uh, one of those guys pans out. It just doesn't make sense. What Sam Darnold's trying to do is revitalize his career and show that he could be the guy, right? And so he's hoping he gets put into a game and he could do basically what Brock Purdy did last year. And that's what he's hoping for. Now, again, I went back. Listen to my draft write-up. This is uh, Sam Darnold back whenever he was drafted, you know, third overall. Um, 6'3", 221. He's a big cat, man. Ran a 4'8", 540. Uh, this, again, this was before he ever took one NFL snap. So I was wrong on a lot of this, but that's okay. I, I don't mind 
holding myself accountable for my past takes. I think that's important, and it helps me whenever I'm writing these draft profiles and going through stuff in the future. It helps with that as well. I said, Darnold is the picture-perfect prototypical quarterback in all measurable traits. The issue with him is decision-making and confidence. Um, Darnold has only two years playing experience. Again, this is before he got drafted. Um, after two years of starting, he finished 57 touchdowns, 22 interceptions, 64.9 completion uh, rate. Footwork is good, but gets sloppy too often. Even without pressure in his face, he does not transfer his weight forward. Uh, Jimmy G, that's the same consistency, right? But the problem is, Darnold has the arm strength. Darnold, much stronger arm. So, if he always switches his weight, which whenever I do this, uh, these game tapes, I'm curious to see if that's still an issue. Um, Darnold throws on the run as well as anybody, and it's the definition of a gamer. Situation is never too big for him. Play seems to rise as the game closes. Arm strength, make all the throws. Accuracy is beyond inconsistent. At least three to four throws a game that make you scratch your head. Um, my player comparison was a mixture of Blaine Gabbert and Andrew Luck. Uh, <laughs> so like that, it, that's what it, I had him going top six. He went third. Um, but yeah, so he has the tools. There's no doubt about it. 25 years old, 56 games played. And I, I think that's key. Dave, he says, regardless of what happens between Trey and Brock, we need to keep the both way too many injuries at quarterback to let one go. Yeah, I agree with you. And I don't think it's going to be an issue because they're both rookie deals. So like, You've got a couple years to at least let this figure out. And for the diehard Trey, Trey Lance people, you're probably not watching this show. Uh, <laughs> but if you are, um, why would you trade him now and not next year? Uh, his his value will be more next year, even if he doesn't play. Even if he, as the anti-Trey Lance people say, he's, he's a bust, whatever else. Even if he sits on the bench the whole year and doesn't play, his trade compensation will be the same as next year as it is this year. So why not just see, I just, it's one of those things I just, I struggle with um, finding any logical thing into trading him and rolling with Sam Darnold and a possible healthy Brock Purdy. I, I just don't get it. I, that's just me. Now uh, the last player I want to talk about today is Cleveland Farrell. Again, tell me the 49ers don't have a type going after another Raiders defensive lineman that just didn't pan out with a bad organization that is an incredible top draft pedigree. I had a top 10 grade on him as well. And so this is a guy that I really, really, really like um, coming out of the draft. You know, one of my favorite things about him was just he was all everything. And, you know, they voted him team captain, permanent team captain with two years left, back-to-back uh, -back All-Americans. I mean, the dude was just bananas good and whatever he got drafted probably a little too high uh fourth overall in the 2019 draft to the raiders but he's only 25 years old he will be turning 26 before the season but i really like cleveland farrell and you know you look at 64 264 34 inch arms he's a good player he's got 10 career sacks and it's almost how do i say this He's got a very similar career trajectory as Solomon Thomas just for another team coming to our team, right? Fourth pick, Solomon Thomas, third pick, whatever else. Um, but, you know, he, he's not getting the playing time that he wants. He only started four games this past year. He's a situational rusher, and the games that he started is whenever injuries happened to um, Chandler Jones. So 
you know, he does get his hands uh, on a lot of passes, 11 passes defensed. Uh, but yeah, 10 sacks, not great. Only two sacks last year. But now he's going to get the coaching. Yeah, Coach Cruz. Yeah, he, he says Cleveland Farrell's going to flourish under Kucerich. One of the best coaches in the NFL, position coaches. I think that's huge. Uh, 32 quarterback hits. I think that's great. Um, 15 tackles for losses. He's going to be a rotational guy. So you have to put Cleveland Farrell in the carry Hyder view. Like that's the role he's going to be playing. Can play a little bit inside, can play a little bit outside, uh, stout against the run, never put the pass rush together. But you got him for a $2.5 million deal. One year, $2.5 million. This is a rehabilitation program for Raiders uncoached players. And so you bring this cat in. You allow him to – I would put the over-under at four sacks this year, right? If he goes out there as a situational guy, gets four sacks, he's going to go somewhere else just like Arden Key did, just like Charles O'Benohue did. Just like I mean, we keep doing the same thing, and I love it. It's value bin shopping and you know finding a way to get these guys to come in that have struggled elsewhere, right? Um, but I, I like the guy. I really do. I, I love the human. Yeah, let me read my draft write-up on him, okay? I was very high on him. Um, I was really, really high on him. Uh, probably too high. But anyway, powerful edge defender with a great anticipatory first step. Ideal for a 4-3. Again, this is my pre-draft write-up before he got drafted. Amazingly violent hands. Creates separation on almost every play. Uh, versus run and pass thicker than other top edge players in this draft is the most punishing tackler. He was mean, man. Um, effort instincts are elite, uh, but uh, pretty big for an edge guy. I, like he just looks big and he carries a lot of weight. So again, carry Hyder. He can play inside. He can play outside. Um, let's see here. 50 tackle for loss, 27 career sacks in three years as a starter. Lots of quarterback hits. Uh, sack takes place on second or third counter moves. That was my issue. He never won early. It was effort, 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 effort. And that was a big deal for me. And that seems to continue to be the, the trend for him in the NFL. Um, prefers the speed uh, to move the pass rusher and several counter moves, which I like. Uh, lacks elite speed and bend. But elite production, still power, effort, instincts. Military kid, youngest of nine. He did tear his ACL back in 2014. Um, really like this guy. And my player comp, as far as like body and play style, he definitely did not live up to this, was Justin Smith. He, he's almost identical to Justin Smith size-wise, strength-wise, measures-wise, even play style-wise. He just never got the production. Um, do I see him being a 10 sack guy? God, no. Uh, again, I had, you got two and a half, two sacks last year, one and a half sack, 2021, two sacks, 2020 is rookie year. He had four and a half sacks. So again, I, I'd put the over under at four and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, but I like Cleveland super cheap deal. Uh, the question always is, you know, I always get asked this. What do you think about player? So-and-so I'm like, all right. Yeah. He's an NFL player. I like him. But how much? Are you getting a value? Are you paying a premium? You look at Javon Hargrave, who's amazing. You played. You paid a premium. You paid top dollar for top dollar talent. Cleveland Farrell, you played bottom dollar for, a, and you got a good value, right? So he can outplay 
that contract. The NFL goes about $2 million per sack. That, that's the average like rate, right? So like, if a player gets five sacks, they're usually going to get a $10 million deal. It doesn't always work out that way, but whatever. So you're looking at, if I, I'm expecting Cleveland Farrell to get about four sacks this year, that should be an $8 million deal. You got him for two and a half. You see what I'm saying? So this is, you are underpaying for the production that you should be able to get from this guy. Um, so take that for what you want uh, there. Now, the 49ers did sign another player. This one is interesting. It was a targeted player. Defensive back, Miles Hart, Hartsfield. Um. And it's interesting because this is a back-end roster guy. Usually the Niners don't do this, but they targeted him. I think he's a very strong special teams guy. He's a guy that's been with Steve Wilkes. Um, it's going to be kind of hard to do film on him because he doesn't get a lot of playing time. But we'll see what we can get to for sure. Nick says this, all these guys come to the 49ers to boost their value. We consistently turn these guys into ballers again. I mean, shoot, Nick Mullins just got another deal as a quarterback. 49ers get people paid. And, you know, if we just look at, let, let's transition this conversation now. Thank you, Nick. Let's transition this conversation to players the 49ers have lost and what that means for the Niners comp pick-wise. Because currently, with the way things sit right now, the 49ers are going to be getting another maximum four comp picks next year for players lost. Also got one comp pick for the D'Amico Ryans, um and ran Carthon next year. So that, that's an addition to you can only get four comp picks for players lost. You can get more for execs and coaches lost, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, that no comp pick there. That's going to be canceled out by the Hargrave deal. McGlinchey, that's a third round comp pick next year. Currently, if somebody signs for more than McGlinchey, that will push him down to the fourth round. So currently the 49ers should be getting a third round pick there. But if somebody leaves a team and signs for more than Mike McGlinchey, 17 and a half per year, that would push that pick down to the fourth round. But right now, currently, and I, I don't think it's going to, especially with Tunsil, Tunsil staying, um, I, I think Larry Tunsil signed his deal with the, the team that he stayed with. I think McGlinchey should get a third. Charles Aminihue, um, 10 million. That's probably going to be a fifth. Samson Ebicom, um, that's a fifth round comp pick. The Jimmy Wards canceled by Darnold, Aziz, Mosley, uh, Ridgeway, all those. So currently what I would say would be a third, two-fifths, and a sixth. So that's that's what I'm guessing it's going to be. But the numbers for the Minihue deal haven't been finalized. So he's got a, he got $10 million a year, which is a lot uh, to the Chiefs, uh, which is crazy. But you love the way that this system works, right? What did we say at the start of this show? You are intentioned with win now, win now, and build for the future. Sustainable success. That's what the Niners are doing. And I freaking love that. I love that. Oh, look at Nick coming in here. I freaking love it. He says, Miles uh, Hartsfield is a New Jersey guy, so you know he's going to be good. I freaking love it. Yeah, it, Nick's a Jersey guy. I love it. I love it. And Coach Cruz says, you know, save goes for the coaches. We're the most cherry-picked teams every single year. Whether it's players, coaches, execs, Niners are everywhere. Everywhere. And it's not even close. It's not even close. And so, you know, I, th I think I got some on my nose. I apologize. Sorry about that, guys. Live show. Here we go. <laughs> Allergies getting me. Now, and, and I'll say this again. Like, 
20 we have 17 of 21 coaches left in the past two years so if you go back to the start of the 2021 year 2021 2022 to where we are now 17 out of 21 coaches are gone that's that's a lot and you know not even talking about Martin Mayhew you're talking Rand Carthon you've got guys going um in the front office players we get the most comp picks every year because we're losing more than we're bringing in and that is by design that is by design now you did get to keep some and I think this is key. Jake Brindle, four years, $20 million. That is a value deal. That is a value deal. Will they be able to play all those years? We'll see. Kevin Givens, one year, $2.1 million. Tayshawn Gibson, one year, $2.9 million. Ty McGill, DFF. So you kept you know, five, st- five guys that only one of those, uh, two of those are a starter, Jake Brindle and Tayshawn Gibson. But you're, you're kind of getting fortified. And that's what those are. Now you're hoping your red shirt guys can step in and take the place of some of the guys that you've lost. And if they can't, then the current draft pick should. The 49ers have signed 60 out of 90 players on their roster, right? Every team has to get to 90 players. You got 11 draft picks. That lets you know still 19 more players that you got to come up with, whether that's undrafted free agents, uh, whether that's cheap free agents that you're going to keep getting deals on. Um, and I think that's kind of what it's going to look like. I, I think that's the plan. That's the plan. Now, this week upcoming is going to be an absolute blast. I'm pretty excited about it uh, because we've got guys to do film work on, new film work on, and that's what we're going to be focusing a whole bunch on. Plus, our Wednesday 1994 Patreon-only watch party. Uh, we're going through the 1994 season. So come join us. It's going to be Wednesday night at 5.30 p.m. And we're going to hang out for a couple hours, watch a game, uh, chit-chat as the game's on. I share my screen on Zoom, and we have a good time. It's it's turning into one of my favorite parts of the week. Uh, so we got that. A lot of content coming your way. Patreon's the way to go. But, uh, man, this is going to be fun. The question of did the 49ers get better during free agency or worse? <sighs> you got more premium players. Javon Hargrave makes a big difference. I don't see the Jimmy Garoppolo and I don't see the Mike McGlinchey losses as big as the dollar signs would say. Javon Hargrave is a difference maker. You lost more guys. Definitely. Definitely. You lost more guys than you gained. There's no doubt about that, but we're going to have to see in the development of the replacements, right? That's the issue. That's the issue. Um, so I want to say thank you to Clayton, the man showing up, absolutely crushed it. Show jumped up like dramatically as soon as he showed up, which is awesome. Uh, our executive producers, Philip Keesford, Kilton Nider, 49ers, George 365. You guys are the absolute best. And we're just going to keep going. Um, uh, and man, hook them horns, baby. Go get that tournament win. That's what I'm talking about till next time. Stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.